Read you once again in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful time of worship. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with the saints of God. Amen. Today I want to talk about the haven of rest. We had a great time of just being reminded as we were worshiping the Lord through some of those songs and worship songs and hymns. It was a glorious time just about surrendering our hearts and our lives and that He's the same God of the mountain that is of the valley. And as we meditated on those kind of uh, topics and situations and circumstances and in times of life where it isn't always easy, but He's still the same God. And has today as we think about the haven of rest, He is our haven of rest. Amen. Jesus Christ. Praise God. With that, I'd like to have you turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, he said in verse 1, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding His twelve disciples, He departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. That verse there, those couple verses, uh, seems to me like uh, victory. It seems to me like healing. And, it, and it's something that you and I can experience today already have. Amen. In verse 6, he said, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me, and as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I sent my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto, until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, he said, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows. And saying, we have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, hey, he hath the devil. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a man gluttonous and wine-bibber and a friend of the publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorasian! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For the, if the mighty works which were done in you 
have been done unto Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than it is for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have, done, have been done in thee have been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable, tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and your spirit. We thank you for your presence this morning once again. We thank you, Lord, that we can gather here in the house of God, that we can choose and come and go whenever we want. We're grateful we still have that freedom, and most of all, the freedom that Jesus Christ brought in our hearts and our lives. For setting us free, for giving us redemption, for cleansing us from all unrighteousness and setting a new, giving us a new heart and a new mind, renewing our hearts and our minds. And Lord, to put a new song in our heart. And Lord, to put a new step in our going. We're thankful this morning. And you said to come unto you. You said, Lord, that's the answer, to come to Jesus. Father, this morning I pray, Lord God, that whoever hears this message today and in the future, Lord, I pray that it would make an impact, that it would make a difference in the hearts and lives. Father, that it would encourage Father God, that it would remind us and strengthen us to be reminded that there is a haven of rest. His name is Jesus. So Lord, today we just thank you that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Shower your blessings upon us, O Lord, we pray. I pray, Lord, today, Father God, I pray that you would again just have your way. I pray your word would go forth and set the captive free. I pray that word would go out and remind the sinner there is hope. And remind the saint of God to keep running the race that's set before us. And Lord God, we thank you that whatever today that you have for us, Lord, Father, that it will further the kingdom of God. And it will remind the people of God that you are the almighty God. We give you praise. We, give, we worship you and we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory. And in Jesus' name that we pray and all God's people said, amen and amen. As we think about this haven of rest, our haven of rest is in Christ Jesus. Amen. It's where salvation, Jesus Christ brought us salvation. And in these last three verses of the chapter that we read, it's kind of the theme of the sermon today. He said, come unto me, all ye. He said, that labor and are heavy laden. And he said, I will give you rest. And if you notice, he didn't stop there. Jesus didn't stop and say, you know, and that's it. Just come unto me. He said, if you're weary, if you're heavy laden, he said, I will give you rest. But he said, take. He gives us something to do. He said, take my yoke upon you. And even goes on there, he said, and learn of me. And then he says, for I am meek and lowly in heart. 
and ye shall find rest unto your souls. And then he even explains, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is for the children of God. This is for you and me. He invites us. Do we hear the call? Jesus, he said, in John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father but by me. And that is what he's reminding us in this chapter. He's saying, come all that are weary. Come all that are heavy laden. He said, come. He said, I have the answers for you. He said, come unto me. That's what he's bringing out. There's probably most of us have in our time of life, we have experienced weariness. Have you ever experienced the weariness in life? Discouragement in life? Frustration in life? Maybe hopeless in life? Jesus said, come unto me. That's what he's saying. Maybe some of us have felt like in times past, and it's good if we did. If we have felt like we come to the end of the rope and there was nothing left there to tie a knot. There was nothing there. Jesus was there. That's how I felt when I got born again. I felt like I slid all the way down that rope. And I wanted to tie the knot so I can hang on to that old religion of traditions and doctrines of men and all those kinds of things that were so important to me. But when I wanted to tie the knot to keep hanging on that, there was nothing there. And I seen Jesus at the foot of the cross. And he said, this is what you need. He said, you need me. He said, give it to me. He said, and I will give you rest. That is what he says. He even reminds the saints of God. As we serve Him, as we walk with Him. Remember like Paul, remember like Abraham, remember these men of God, Moses, way back in the day, Daniel. They had tribulations and trials along the way. And I believe this is a good reminder this morning for the children of God, those that are already born again. If we feel weary, if we feel wore out, He said, come to me. Remember, if you have situations, if you have old habits and, and things that you have practiced over the years and they just drag you down, it doesn't do any good to keep hanging on to them. This is what Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, if you're weary of that, if you're tired of it, he said, I'll, I'll take it and I'll give you a crown. Can I have an Amen. Glory to God. We see that this is what Jesus is talking. He, he mentioned different things in, the, in this chapter. And I love how he said in verse 4 and 5, he brought out, he said, John, he said, go and show John again these things which ye do and hear and see. The blind, what do they do? They, they receive their sight. This is what God does. This is his business. The kingdom of God makes a difference in people's lives. He said, the blind receive their sight. The lame, they walk. The lepers are cleansed. And the list goes on. He said, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel, preach to them. He's talking about a satisfied and a full, complete people. He's talking about a people that are completed. Why? Because of Jesus. He's talking about a people that have received Christ in their life. He's talking about a people that are not in their, living in their own strength, in their own mind and their own accord, but in His. He's talking about a people that have a haven of rest. They rest in Him. You and I, we rest in Him, the haven of rest. It's kind of like the home is. Isn't this, you know, sometimes we're so happy to, to just get up and go somewhere. Maybe we travel 
thousand miles, or maybe we fly a long ways, and it's so nice just to go somewhere. But you know what I always tell my wife? It's so much nicer to come home. There's just no place like home. If your home isn't that way, ask the Lord to change it. Your home needs to be a safe place for your family. And it's a safe place when it's a haven of rest because Jesus is there for our physical bodies, even for our mental bodies, our mental life, and our spiritual health. We have a safe place we can sit down, we can rest, we can kneel down, we can weep before the Lord, we can rejoice before Him. It's a place where our children find it safe to share what's on the heart, to share the blessings that they have to share with, to share the struggles that they have in their lives. Not a place where everybody's intense, not a place where everybody's afraid to talk. That's not a haven of rest as a home on this side. No. You want a haven of rest for your children, for your wife, for your husband, for every one of the family. You want that place to be safe, where people feel safe. And spiritually, that is what we need. That's what we have with Jesus. He's our haven of rest. Without Him, we have no rest. Without Him, it's like turmoil. It's like a place that you're always, it's kind of like walking on ice all the time. You might get away here and then you fall there. You might get away over there and you fall over here. It just goes back and forth. There is no rest. But when you and I rest in Christ, when we have that haven of rest, we rest in Him every day. We can rest in His peace, in His joy, in His love, and in the sacrifice that He has made for us. Let's go read in Hebrews chapter, uh, I think it's in chapter 4. I just want to read that. It talks about the rest. And it gives an example, even has Jesus, has he, he worked those days and then the seventh day He rested. And it brings out, I, I believe it brings out a great example and reminder for us how important it is that we rest in Him. Amen. Just so important that when we think about the home, if your home is not a safe place, brothers and sisters, if it's not a place of rest, if it's not a place of comfort and joy, what is it? If it's a place of turmoil, disaster, fights all the time, no forgiveness, unforgiveness, those kind of things... Your children don't want to be in a place like that. You know, they want, to, they want to be able to come into your, they want to be able to stay in a home, live in a home with the parents. And the parents want to live in a home with their children in that sense. And has a family. It's like a unit. Remember, family is not something that you and I have decided to make. Are you with me? Family is something God has created. That's why God has created a headship order. Why did he do that? Because he has a plan. Why is it God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? Because they're one. And yet God, he's the ultimate one. He's the head. Let's read in, in chapter 4 of Hebrews. He said, in the, I'll read the first 11 verses. He said, let us therefore fear lest the promise being left, left us entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Look at that. When people don't have faith, 
when we hear the word preached or when we read the word of God and our heart and our mind is not in it, if we're not taking it by faith, you're not going to receive something. It's like you're just, it goes in one ear and out the other. No, he said it did, they didn't, it didn't benefit, for, they didn't profit from it because it wasn't mixed with faith the one in them that heard it. He said in verse 3, For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. Again, example that he gives us here. And what I like about here is he's reminding us that when the work is finished, Jesus said it's finished. See that? When Jesus took his last breath, remember what he said on the cross? He said it is finished. When he's talking about being it's finished, now that's good enough for us. It's finished for you. It's finished for me. So we can rest in him. See that? He's given us that reminder and example right in here. And like he said there in verse 3, he said, they shall, he said, if they shall enter into my rest, wait. He said, for we which have believed do enter into his rest. How many people are resting in Christ this morning that don't believe? They can't. You cannot rest in Jesus Christ. You cannot have that haven of rest unless you believe in Jesus Christ. If you're born again, you can rest in that haven. The haven of rest, that is Jesus Christ himself. He said in verse 5, And this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it is remaineth that some must enter therein, he said, See, and therefore, in verse 6, it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Look at that again. And again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, for if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works. And as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. This is again a reminder that with unbelief. If those that do not believe cannot rest in Christ. They don't rest in Christ. They rest in their own righteousness. In their own filthy rags. That's what the Bible says. Our own righteousness is like filthy rags to him. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. <clears throat> he said, Seeing therefore they remaineth, that some must enter therein. And he said, They to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Why is there unbelief? So many might, they might struggle with something they have been taught for years. Maybe they have been taught that you must wear certain clothes to, for your salvation. That's like some of us. That was part of our salvation. No, that is nonsense. That is foolishness. Anything, if, we, if our righteousness comes from our own things, people seek to find salvation in religion. People seek to find salvation in works. People seek to find salvation in being good. See, all those things in self-righteousness. Remember, every effort, that every effort like that, everything like that rejects the faith in Jesus alone and is doomed. There's nothing like that. It's only in Jesus' blood that we can, you and I can be saved. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. He said in Ephesians, he said in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, he said, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. See that? 
It's not of yourself. It's not of, it's a gift of God. Amen. It's not of works lest that any man should, uh, any man should boast. Look what he said there. He's reminding us, it's not about you and me, it's about Him. If you and I, if we rest in our own strength, rest in our own righteousness, rest in our own ideas and thoughts and religions and opinions, it's vain. There's not a safe rest there. No, you're not resting in Christ. That's all because of unbelief, like he said here. And look what he said in in verse 7. He said, today, if ye will hear his voice, he said, harden not your heart. I think that's so important that when we go minister to the unsaved or when we go minister to people that they are in a lot of trouble in situations, it's important that we pray and ask God to soften their hearts. They would not harden their hearts against the truth, the Word of God, the anointing of God. Like this morning when we were singing, when we were worshiping the Lord, the second to the last song, Jesus, all for Jesus. I don't know if you have sensed that, but the Holy Ghost came down. Yes, there was a touch of the anointing, and I thank God for that. It was so beautiful. I thank Jesus. He knows where His people are at. It's not the size of the group. It's not the amount of the people. Mm-mm. He knows His people. You can be all alone in your little closet, so to speak, and God knows where you're at. He's with His people, I'm convinced. He, I know He is with us. He says that he, He's with His people. He gives us that rest, that haven of rest. That you and I can rest our souls in Him. We can rest in Him no matter what's around us, no matter the turmoil, no matter the blessings, we rest in Him. We trust Him. He said, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Can I have an amen? That's in verse 9. That is a, a people, is, that's His people. His people rest in Him. And look what He said. He said, For he that is entered into His rest, he also has seized from his own works. Look at that. As God did from His. That is what I like. I, uh, I really enjoy that uh, first chapter, I mean chapter 4 of Hebrews with the resting type thing of us resting in Him and not in our own righteousness, not in our own ideas and things. Because when you live 35 years in such a mess of of being good and such a mess of obeying this and obeying that and obeying him and obeying her and, and satisfying and, and uh, you know, and make sure that everybody else is pleased and, and that it gets so old. It's just like the Old Testament, you know. Everybody has to try to, to be good. Today, we don't have to try to be good. Jesus makes us healthy and well in the Spirit of God, amen. He's the one that empowers us with his his truth and His power and His love. When there's struggles of vain efforts and all those kind of things, give it to Jesus. Remember, there's a haven of rest. Brothers and sisters, remember, there's a haven of rest. Don't hang on to it. Maybe there's things that you have learned from the past that aren't that great. Let it go. Stay with the haven. Stay in the haven of rest. Stay with Jesus. Walk with Him. Remember, when you walk with Him, He will stand with you. Remember that. When you walk with Jesus, He will stand with you. Rest, that's like that salvation, like He said, Come unto me. Oh, yea, He said, that labor and are heavy laden. Too many times people are weary. They're heavy laden. They're, they're laden down. They're burdened down with all the things and the struggles and trials of life, the overwhelmness of, of work or whatever it might be. Maybe just the things that they, they just can't have a breakthrough or the things that they just can't overcome. 
something and maybe it's past family times or maybe it's just all kinds of, of, uh, of relationships that were bad in the past or even now they might have some of that. Remember, the haven of rest. Let it go. Let it go while it's called today. We just read in, in, in Hebrews 4, he said, what did he say? Harden not your hearts. Just because you're born again, just because you say you love Jesus, just because said you act like you love Jesus, it doesn't mean you're not going to have any trials. It doesn't mean you're not going to have any tribulations. What it means is give it to Jesus when it comes. Let it go, brothers and sisters. Can I have an amen? Let it go. Rest in his haven. It's important we rest in there. We rest in him. That haven of rest is a perfect place for all of us. And there's enough room for all of us. It is beautiful. I'm thankful for that haven of rest. I, I am, and I believe you are. I really believe that. I believe that we're so grateful. But it's just, isn't it important or a blessing sometimes to just be reminded of those places, the haven of rest and, and things that God has already done. Maybe we forget sometimes that we're born again. I don't think we forget it, but maybe we act like it. What is it? Well, this is what Jesus said. He said, come unto me. See, he said, come unto me. He said, come on, I will give you rest. Maybe we're tired out. Maybe, well, what do you do in the, in the day? Uh, you work hard, you know, and, and everybody's working hard, and, and we love to work. We enjoy that. That's, that's very important. The Bible says if we, if we don't work, we shouldn't eat. I teach that to my grandchildren. Come on, if you want to... And if you want to come and have a nice meal, help, help with the dishes, clean up the toys, you know, help do something. It's a good practice. Just because you're at grandpa's house don't mean you have a free ride. You help now. Or even if you come over and you just want to come for supper, come on, help clean off the table now and, you know, give a hand. You know, it's just, it's a blessing. It's something that we practice. It's important. But remember, what do you do when you come home in the evening? How many of us would love to go and work real hard all day and have no place to go in the evening? When the day is over, you're all done. You're tired out. I remember how sometimes you're like, oh, man, you almost couldn't get one foot in front of the other. You're just tired. You worked hard, and, and maybe it was a difficult day, and, and you come home, and you're just so thankful to see that nice recliner or just to see your beautiful wife is making a nice supper. The house is warm, has a good smell to it. And the children come running, oh, daddy. And, you know, everybody's just, it's just a wonderful time. What do you do? You take a rest. See, so what is it in the walk with Jesus? He wants us to rest in him. Maybe there's a, maybe we go through difficult times because life brings situations along. You know, sometimes it's hard. Maybe we lost a loved one. Or maybe just something went wrong. You know, maybe something, maybe a really somebody that you really love, you just had a disagreement or something, you just feel real bad, and it's just kind of taking a toll on you. Spiritual, what do you do? Rest in Him. Rest in Him, in that haven of rest. It's like our bodies, like we just talked about. It's so nice to have a nice comfort place, come home and rest and be with our loved ones. It's just comfort and rest in that. And that's how it is when we walk with Jesus and we have that connection with Him. When we rest in His haven that He has made for us, in His arms and rest on His gentle breast, and that's how we're just like, 
Oh, you just take some deep breaths and say, I know, Lord, you're in charge. You know what's going on. And we just rest in him and he takes care of it. We don't be lazy about it. We just rest in him. See, that's one thing. How many of us are just plain lazy, don't go to work, don't want to do nothing? Probably no one. We all want to work. We, we want the best for our families, our spouses, and, and all this. We want to be able to help others, and that's good. But that's also how it is in the spiritual life. When we rest in when we are in the haven of rest, we're, we're not lazy, but we rest in Him. We trust in Him. We believe in Him. Our faith is in Him. It's grounded. It's settled. So when we walk through this life, we know, remember, when we walk with Him, He stands with us. Really is. That's what makes a difference when, when, say, you meet up with challenges in life. Say you're going through the day, the day is starting real good, and all at once something just kind of blows up, and you're like, oh, not again. What do you do? Throw some hammers through the window, and, or maybe grab the broomstick and whack the TV? Or No, we say, oh, Lord, I'm so thankful I'm resting in your haven. I'm with you because he's got it. We haven't, but he's got it. See, all those things, we can react that way. You know, break some stuff and damage things, now you've got more problems. See, it's not a good way to react, but give it to Jesus. That's what he said. He said, come. See, there's a call. He said, come unto me. That's what he's saying. He said, I will give you rest. When we give it to Jesus, when we trust him, when we rest in him, it manifests its, itself in areas of life. I wrote a few of them down. We're given peace with God. When we rest in Him, we're given peace with Him. Yeah. The peace of God that passes all understanding. In order to have peace, that peace of God that passes all understanding, we need to have peace with Him. You and I can't have the peace of God unless we have peace with Him. Amen? And the next one, we walk by faith and not by sight. Those things come up. When you are in the haven of rest, when you and I live in that, we can live by faith. We don't need to have the sight. We need the sight as far as physically, but spiritually we live by faith. We're given that assurance of salvation. How is that assurance of salvation? You know, some people sometimes had, uh, especially my, I would say myself, the first year or two, I wasn't sure what, what salvation is all about. I didn't really know. I didn't really understand. I just knew that I loved Jesus and I knew he saved me. And I knew he forgave me. <laughs> I knew he gave me a new heart and put a, put a new song in my heart. I knew that. I just didn't know a whole lot about the rest. Brothers and sisters, hang in there. When you live in the haven of rest, you know what happens? He teaches you and I as we go to trust in him, to believe in him, to know Maybe you, maybe you challenge and maybe you, uh, you sometimes ask yourself, well, am I really saved? I mean, how do, uns how do saved people live like this? Well, if that's the case, maybe you, are just, maybe you just didn't give it all to Jesus. See, maybe you're holding back some of that little bondage and sin and nonsense and self-righteousness. You may be hanging on to that a little bit. He didn't, he didn't go to, Jesus didn't go to the cross so that you hang on to a little bit of it. He went to the cross, so you give it all to Jesus. So when you live in the haven of rest, that you become convicted that there's a little bit of garbage hanging here. And he says, give it to me. See, he said, I will give you rest. He doesn't want you to try to live in the, 
dwell in the haven of rest and bringing garbage along? No, that's a clean place. That's a redeemed place. Amen. The fourth one, the, he, uh, he gives us that we are given a quietness about our future. I love that one. Because in the days we live in, sometimes it like to be like rowled up. Oh, man, we're going to, you know, we need to do something here. I mean, this is totally ridiculous how this world is going, isn't it? I'm not saying it isn't. But it's important that we stay in the haven of rest. It's important that we stay. And, and, and when, we, when we stay in that haven of rest, this is what we experience. We experience a quietness about the future. I'm totally, I totally believe that you and I have been created for a time just, just like this. I would love if these times were a little different. But I believe God gives you and I the wisdom, the strength, and the courage, and the love that we need to go through this life. I believe that. I didn't say that I believe it's going to be easy, but I believe he'll give, he'll give us what we need. When you and I, when we park and live and walk in the haven of rest, he will. Remember one thing. When you and I walk with him, he stands with us. That's where the haven of rest is. And the last one I wrote down is, we're given a refreshment for our journey. Glory to God. We need that, don't we? From time to time, we just need a, we need a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes people live, believe and they get a little mixed up because they think that because they got born again, that's all. No, from time to time, we need a refreshing of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Remind us and renew us and re-strengthen us and fill that cup to the top. Fill it up. And it reminds us of the power of God, the strength of God, the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. It reminds us that we have been born again. We have been delivered. Remember all the world that is around us, all those things that drag, want to drag us down and want to drain us and all those kind of things. If we're not in the haven of rest, brothers and sisters, it can take you down. It really can. I believe that has a lot to do with how people respond, how they walk, how they believe, how they look at their salvation, how they look at their future, how they look at their journey, and how they look at the peace with God. It makes so much difference what you and I believe and where we are going and where we are walking in. If we're living in that haven of rest, it makes all the difference. With that haven of rest, think about what he said. He said, take my yoke in 29. He said, take my yoke upon you. He said, and learn of me. Are you willing to take that yoke upon you? Or do you have some other yoke? Think about a yoke. When I think about a yoke, I think about uh, the yoke that uh, Jesus even talked about in the Bible with these two oxen and they had a yoke on it and they worked together. So when I look at a yoke, I, I look at the yoke that is me and Christ. Jesus Christ and myself, we work together, right? Look, imagine that for yourself, you and Christ. A yoke. He said, take my yoke. But if you just take some yoke, you're going to have a lot of problems. But if you take his yoke, he is with you. And he shapes and he forms that yoke according to your plan, uh, the plan that he has for you and your lifestyle. That is what he plans it for. But if you're going to try, say, Brother Daniel's going to try to wear my yoke, and I'm going to try to wear his yoke, 
and we'll leave Christ out of it, oh, it's going to be a lot of problems. Makes me think of back in the time, to put a collar on a, on a horse makes me think about a yoke. And I remember sometimes when we, uh, if you bought a new collar for the horse, okay, he needed, maybe he was growing, maybe it was a young horse and he's growing and, and he, or he became real fat. Sometimes over the winter time until spring, it was hard to get the same collar on that horse that he wore the, the fall before. But anyway, so we get a new collar for him and maybe the collar was just not fitted, right? And you start plowing day after day. Oh, all I want to see, he got sores on his shoulder. Well, you seen he was kind of acting weird. Sometimes when you started in plowing in the morning, some of them would kind of pull out to the side or something. And you're like, oh, I better check his shoulders. Yeah, there's a sore, starting a, a sore to rub there. That's what happens, brothers and sisters, if you don't take the yoke that he has. Because when, when you try to wear somebody else's yoke and you do your own yoking thing, it, it becomes a sore situation. It becomes a sore subject. Because now that yoke seems heavy. See, the yoke seems not fitted very good. The yoke seems burdensome. The yoke seems complicated. The yoke seems hard. Jesus isn't in it. He didn't say just to take some yoke. He said to come. He said, take my yoke. And he even says why. He says later there, he said in verse 34, my yoke is easy. See, Jesus is not going to yoke you down with something you're not able to carry, that you're not able to, 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 to press on and, and move forward, that he helps you carry those burdens. He's not going to overload you. Even though, doesn't it sometimes feel a little bit heavy? Sometimes I, I say, Lord, it, it seems like a little much, just a little bit. Ah, he said, you got to give it to me. That's, that's what it is. He says, give it to me. He just wants us to remind, hey, you're, you're doing, trying your own strength. It's not about you. It's about me, he's saying. This is what Jesus is saying. He said, and learn of me. See, when you and I are in this yoke with Jesus Christ, we learn. We have this fellowship. We have this relationship. We are together. I think of these two oxen like a team. So now it's Christ and me. We're a team. We, we can, oh, we can face anything when God is with us, can't we? I love that song, little as much when God is in it. So when Jesus is in the yoke, I think, oh, I'm doing nothing. And it's just so little. And Jesus is saying, why are you complaining? I mean, I'm right here with you. We're doing all kinds of great things. <laughs> oh, we forgot that Jesus is in this yoke. But remember, when you and I just take some yoke, it's not the same. It's not the same. We can take any kind of yoke and say, oh yeah, it's the yoke of Jesus. If he's not in it, it's not the yoke of Jesus. No. He said, and learn of me so we can learn. He said, I, he said for I am meek and lowly. And he said, ye shall find rest for your souls. <clears throat> See that? So when, when we take that yoke that he has for us, he's in that yoke with us. And when we are together, when we are united with Jesus Christ, I believe there's nothing that we can't face because that is what he says for us. You know, Jesus expects, he don't just expect to save us and say, okay, you're ready to go to heaven and you don't need, you know, I don't expect nothing of you. 
He expects his followers to, to take that yoke. He expects us to be part of that kingdom, to work in the kingdom, to further the kingdom, to, to love him enough, to love him that much that we're sold out, that we believe him no matter what our situation is. You say, well, it's not about works, but faith brings works. Faith produces works. See that? That's what the Bible says real clear in Ephesians and James. Real clear. It's more than, it's more than just, uh, you know, say, oh, oh I'm, I'm born again. That's good to say that. It's good to have that. That's important. That's the beginning. But that's not how life goes on. You know, it's like in, I want to read in Romans 8. I can't remember the verse, but I, I remember there's a verse there in Romans 8. I think it's in 28. And it reminded me of, uh, I should remember it, but I don't. I'll just turn there quickly. Oh, yes, amen. He said in verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And can I now have an amen? Amen. amen. See, that's it. Amen. Right there. According to His purpose. If we believe Him, when you and I, when you and I have, if, our, uh, if we reside there in the haven of rest, of His rest, Brothers and sisters, I believe, according to what Jesus is saying, then he said, we have rest for our souls. He said that he's lowly in heart, and then that we are that way. Then we can unload all the burdens of life, the stress of life. Let it go. Just let it go. I think that's almost a daily thing. Important that we remind ourselves, you know what, there's nothing here that important. Yeah, we... You know, maybe we have our goals and our visions and our dreams and all those kind of things. But remember, the first one is Jesus, the haven of rest. How many of you this morning are blessed to know and to live in that haven of rest? Amen. I, I guess there's just a few of us. Amen. Glory to God. He said that he expects us to take that yoke. That's what he wants. He's, he wants us that call that he makes. He don't expect to make that call and we're all just going to say, ah, we'll think about it. We'll pray about it. He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to come. He wants us to come unto him. He wants us to do that. He doesn't want us just to walk away. He doesn't want us to take up our own yoke and some yoke and, and have our own ideas in it. You know, our souls, there was a time there's a, there, there was a time, there, there's a song that I'm going to have Brother Daniel play in a little bit and, uh, uh, through the system. And there was a, there's a time that you and I, our soul was distressed. Before you and I, this is how I'm just going to talk for myself. There was a time that I was so burdened with sin and my heart was so distressed until I heard his voice and he said, make a choice. Yes, that's what he said. And I entered into the haven of rest. Entering into that haven of rest to me is just, that's the beautiful place. I wish that for anybody in this world that doesn't have it. And today, like he says, uh, uh, maybe it's in Romans here, but I, I guess I'm not going to turn there. It's time to close. But he talks about it, how we have found the anchor. Jesus Christ, we, he is the anchor of our soul. Amen. And I've yielded myself to him. You know, it's, it takes faith to hold on to the Word. 
We read so much in the Word of God. So many different examples, experiences, blessings, situations. But we can read when God, when it was of God, He was with them. He gave them, helped them through those challenges. That's what He did. Like, he, like we talked about earlier here about John. That, that's what He's talking about. He said there was, no, there was none like John. He believed God. He believed Him. And that's what I, I trust that is what He's saying today about you. Can you imagine that if God is saying, maybe Jesus is talking to the Father and He's talking about you. He's using your name. And He's saying your name and He's saying, Father, I'm just so proud of this son. I'm so proud of this daughter. They have done so well. They've done so well. And He pleased with the Father. Keep them. Keep them encouraged. Keep them pressing on. Or do you think God doesn't love you that much? He does. He loves you more than you know. Remember, live and walk in the haven of rest. That is rest for your soul. That's rest for our souls. And he said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we find rest for our soul, we let go of everything. Let it go, brothers and sisters. Let it go. Just let everything go. And when we let it go for Jesus, we rest in Him. And when you rest in Him, you believe in Him. When you believe in Him, it doesn't matter what comes and what goes. You trust Him. And remember, when you trust Him, you have the haven of rest. That is where we rest. Amen? Amen. God bless you.